everyone, and welcome to Between the Sheets Patreon Special Edition number 28. I'm your host, Chris Zoner, joined as always by my co-host, David Bixenspan and Bix. It's time to finish up where we left off with the Eddie Gilbert, Paul E. Dangerously run in Continental Wrestling Federation in 1988. So, uh, yeah, I have a lot of interesting stuff to talk about here. Yeah, I mean, if, if people like the first half, things really get going here. Well, yeah. I mean, the, I'd say the first show was the uh, the build to what's about to happen and uh, the highs and the lows, basically. Because we basically ended the first show with them uh, pretty much on a high note. You know, everything's starting to come together in a way. Well, uh, at least in part from absorbing the well-drawing East Tennessee side of the territory. Yeah, now you got some influx of new talent and all that stuff and more television markets. So, um, yeah, I mean, everything's looking good. They're getting ready to uh, expand out and run house shows in other places. So, uh, I don't know. I mean, it, it just, like I said, it just seems like everything is, is hitting on all strides, but... Steve Beverly is about to give his opinion on what's going on, and he's as tuned in as anybody. So let's go to Steve Beverly here. September 26th Observer. Look for some major happenings in CW this week. This has to be to keep there has to be to keep interest up with Gilbert on the shelf for six weeks to two months with his neck injury. The reason why CWF didn't air an FN in this past weekend at scheduled time is because the tape of the show never arrived. Dun 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 Jesus Christ. I wonder how that happened. Well, we're about to get to that. Um, I let's just move on and let's get to the the meat of this, and then discuss further. <coughs> Excuse me. I love how you really had to clear your throat out to get into all this because there's a lot here. Well, my throat's kind of bothering me at the moment. <laughs> Still, it was good drama. I gotta take something to drink. All right, uh, September twenty sixth, Matt Watch, Andy Gilbert out as CWF Booker. Dangerously Missy Doug Gilbert also depart others expected to follow. Montgomery, Alabama. In a stunning move, Eddie Gilbert ended a six-month stint as Booker for cutting the Russell Federation Thursday afternoon. Sources close to Gilbert say he resigned. Insiders tell Matt Watch that Gilbert was fired. The Gilbert departure came after a month of internal squabbling only 11 days prior to the CWS Road to Birmingham Supercar. Gilbert's wife, Missy Hyatt, brother Doug, Manch Polly Dangerously have all left CWF. And a number of wrestlers Gilbert recruited to CWF are expected to follow suit. Already, Chris Adams, Bob Orton Jr., and Bam Bagelo have withdrawn from Monday Night's Road to Birmingham. Wrestling observers predict the uh, CWF cannot salvage enough of a tournament to justify a $25 charge for the first two ringside rows. Efforts to reach CWF owner David Woods were not successful. Paul Heyman did speak briefly by phone to Matt Watch, but did not comment publicly. Both sides have probably blamed the other for the divorce. Through several phone conversations with people close to the principals, Matt Watch has learned the blow-up involved several issues. Okay, wait a second. Especially for a veteran television journalist like Steve. Why is he saying, I talked to Paul, but he only backgrounded me some of the information you're about to read? Basically. Because <laughs> that's basically what he's saying here, right? Yes. That's weird, right? Steve is... Steve and Dave have some... Uh similarities in how they do things don't they yes even if usually with this type of thing it's usually dissimilar tv 
Harsh words were exchanged at a failure to FedEx the September 8th CWS show to FNN score, which resulted in the show's preemption. The Gilbert camp was also reportedly upset with promos airing for incorrect shows and recent local tapes. Ah, CWF, everybody. <laughs> Ron West. Matt Watch was unable to contact the CWS road manager, but we have been told the dispute ensued over West's desire to bring in Bill Dundee and Barbara Armstrong against Gilbert's wishes. And West accused of being a callous of dissension among wrestlers loyal to Gilbert. You mean the one of the top baby faces in the history of the region and the guy who had just been booking half of the territory successfully? And Ron, who brings Ron West into the company? Well, Ron, is, Ron West comes back in when they get rid of Jack Curtis, which is also around when USA is closed, right? Yeah. So it's really, I mean, it's either Eddie or Woods. Yeah, but I got think Eddie signed off on it. Yeah, well, I mean, I think Eddie also knew they needed to clean up after, uh, why am I blanking on his name after we just had it? Oh, Jack Curtis. Jack Curtis. Yeah. And Eddie and Ron West have worked together in Watts. Yeah. Uh, you can see Eddie sees Dundee as a rival to him, though. And understandably. I think a lot of this is, uh... I don't know. I think Bob Armstrong, I think, is an interesting name mentioned here as well. In so, what sense? I don't, I don't, maybe Gilbert thought Bob Armstrong was a threat. Because so he had Bob booked the had, territory? Even though Bob never liked being the booker, but we know Dundee, you know. <laughs> so... I mean, Cornette talked right. about this recently, that Dundee like, actually liked the job and the job functions of it, yeah. of being the booker. So, yes. going against a guy who has basically his whole life dreamed of being the booker, you can see why he would see him as a threat. Yeah. And also, who knows if maybe Bob and Eddie had some kind of issues from the year before. October 3rd, issue of The Observer. Top of the news this week is the bitter falling out in the Continental Wrestling Federation, which has led to the departure of Booker Eddie Gilbert and several other wrestlers and associates. Source of the falling out appears to have been several business disagreements that escalated out of control and led to a full-scale explosion this past Thursday. There were several things which led to the I quit, no, you're fired scenario. On the other side, the CO tapes and localized promos on more than one occasion were mixed up, but failed to make the city in time for airing dates because they weren't mailed out overnight delivery. Which, for example, is why the taping that was scheduled to air on September 17th on FNN never aired. Simply because the tape was sent out via first-class mail, which cost about $2.40, to California instead of overnight delivery at a cost of maybe six or seven more. As most of you are aware, that live on the East Coast, mail delivery from California first-class items isn't always so predictable. What catches your eye here? It seems like Eddie has some legitimate beefs, but... It seems like Woods also realized he gave Eddie too much autonomy in running the territory, and that was his biggest concern, and quickly overtook other concerns, even spending an extra 5 or $6 to overnight the tape to FNN. Okay, here's, here's what I'm thinking. Do you think that there's some type of sabotage going on here? By Woods? By Eddie Gilbert's detractors in the company. Which Again, we who, think would, or who? Who, who, who would be in charge of mailing tapes out? Ron West. That's something that he normally was great at doing. He's always took care of television. Why just now is this a problem? Vince? 
and why all of a sudden now are we hearing the thing we talked about a few minutes ago with the wrong interviews and preemptions that they didn't know about. Bo tells us that Ron West was a major stickler for how the TV was done and taken care of. So this sounds like a, a tank job here on purpose. I, Ron West was the one who had his name on all the TV contracts. Yeah. So I, I, I get where you're going with that for sure. I uh, can see Ron West, you know, and and maybe even Bob Armstrong. I'm not going to say that for sure. But being and David Woodzier saying, you know, our Continental wasn't like this. <laughs> we had a small crew. We made, we stayed in our part of the territory, you know, our part of the country. We weren't trying to expand like that. We were making money. And would they really you be said, wrong? They weren't wrong. They weren't wrong at all. And David Woods, you know, kind of had, I mean, he was, like I said before, part of the promotion in a way. So when all that was going on, I wonder if Ron Fuller has any input in all this going on too, by the way. Even though he's divorced from the business. Exactly. You don't think David Woods is talking to Ron Fuller? And that Ron Fuller is worried that his baby's going to die from being mishandled by this youngster from Memphis? I mean, not, not even really that. I mean, just saying, this is not the way that we do things around here. Yeah, I mean, also, he didn't end up needing to do it, but Ron wanted Continental to be there in case the hockey That's team gets up. So exactly, I'm, I'm sure that if David Woods is calling him, he's talking to him. There's more. There's powers at play here against Eddie. To hear this entire show. Support Between the Sheets on Patreon for just $5 per month. Go to patreon.com slash between the sheets.